When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. This episode of Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Kinsa, the world's smartest thermometer. I always keep Kinsa in my arsenal of mom tools. It remembers my daughter's temperature, symptoms, and medications so I don't have to. And it keeps her entertained with games while we wait. Check it out at KinsaHealth.com. Come on, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey, everybody. Um, what's going on? So I have been... Uh, welcome to Motherhood in Hollywood, by the way. I have been fighting this cold. I've had a cold for almost two weeks now. It's like the, it's the month of sickness in my house. Um, I've got it. Channing's got it. Actually, I gave it to her. I feel so bad. Usually it's the other way around. She gets me sick, but this time, um, somehow I picked up the bug and gave it to her. So sorry, boo-boo. So while she's napping in the other room, I thought I would squeak in here and do a podcast. Uh, get it all together for you. My guest today is my friend Jay Flats. Jay is a stand-up comedian. He is an audience warm-up um, comic, I guess you call him, audience warm-up host maybe, um, for several different shows. Like He does the talk show The Real. He's the audience warm-up guy for that uh, TV show, as well as he's the in-house host, entertainer, fun guy, um, free prize giver uh, for the Los Angeles Kings. So it's a really fun show today, and uh, I get to ask him a lot about what it's like to be um, a comic and host and work behind the scenes um, on some of your favorite TV shows. So it's going to be a good time. In the meantime, for those of you who are following along, um, I was so excited to uh, kick off my new year with like this new weight loss plan and I'm going to do my 15 by 15 and oh man this bug came along and totally kicked my butt and I have not done anything that I had planned to do for um the first week of uh getting healthy and whatnot in fact I've I'm the opposite of healthy right now but I'm I'm cutting myself some slack I sort of built this sick time if you will, into my plan. The reason I set my goal of 15 pounds in four months, which I know if you're just looking at it, doesn't sound like it would be a long time or it sounds like it would be easy to do, I should say. But then you have like sicknesses come up. You have, you know, I'm a mom. I'm a real mom. This is my life. So I'm not going to, I can't go and work out two hours a day. I just don't have the time or quite frankly, the energy to do that. So, um, I got to work out when I can, however I can. Um, and once I'm back to hundred percent, that's what I'm going to launch into all my workout stuff. So make sure you're following me on motherhood in Hollywood uh, on Instagram and Facebook, as well as MIH podcasts on the Twitter and Periscope, because I'm going to be, once I'm back at full strength, as they say in hockey, um, I'm going to be, um, periscoping about town and tweeting all of the, uh, fun things I'm going to be doing and trying out. And you guys should join me. I'm doing the MIH 15 by 15. I'm going to lose 15 pounds by my 15th wedding anniversary. Come hell or high water. If I have to chop off some toes to do it. I don't know. My toes don't weigh 15 pounds. <laughs> That's creepy and gross. Uh, so yeah. Um, what else is happening? Um, I feel like there's something else I wanted to tell you guys. Now I've totally forgotten. Ugh. Anyway, maybe I should go lay back down. I promise next time I'll be better. In the meantime, enjoy this um, moment of health and well-being uh, when I interview my friend Jay Flats. Hey, you guys! I'm joined in the studio today by my good friend Jay Flats. Hey, guys! Hey, buddy! What's going on? What's ha- what's happening? Um, I had to cuss Jay earlier because he almost forgot about our special date this morning. 
No, I did forget. Yeah, you totally forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I may have cussed you a little bit. But I, was, I was pouring a cup of coffee and I got a text. Are you on your way? And I said, oh, beep. <laughs> um, I said that too. But I was like, oh, thank God he's going to come in. Um, I would have had to drive to your house and, and cut a bitch. Both of my assistants are on vacation. Oh, how lovely that you have assistants. <laughs> yeah, my mom and my girlfriend keep track of my schedule. You're so fancy now. Um, back in the day when I knew you, Jay and I were tour guides together uh, at Universal Studios Hollywood, the entertainment capital of LA. I'm nodding my head like they can hear me agreeing. Right. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, but you... Uh, you do stand-up, though. Like, stand-up is more your thing, right? Or did you start doing stand-up, or did you start hosting first? Like, was the chicken before the egg? Um, I, st- I started doing crowd warm-up for TV shows. And that was the first bit? That, that was, was like, uh, my first, like, step into full-stage presence. Uh, mm-hmm. I was, like, an audience coordinator for TV shows for a while, just seating people. Oh, okay. And then I started watching the warm-up guys, and when I found out the money that they're making, I was like, whoa, I can do that. <laughs> And I can do it better than these guys. Yeah. So I p- took that upon myself to start doing that. And then the stand-up came along with it because they're like, oh, you do warm-up. Obviously, you do stand-up, right? Oh, and okay. I'm that guy that always just says, oh, yeah. Can you <laughs> yeah. do this? Oh, yeah. Can you stilt walk? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But see, but now you can. So oh, you, yeah. So that's interesting because a lot of audience warm-up people, they start in stand-up and then they – get audience warm-up jobs and hosting jobs and stuff like that. But you kind of started the other way. Yeah, people, they're always asking me, like, how'd you get this gig? And I'm like, how much time do you have? Let's Mm -hmm. sit down and talk because it's not the normal route. No. uh -uh. There is no, like, let's drop my resume off at the warm-up office. Um, I have the warm-up <laughs> office. Where is that? <laughs> um, I remember, I've only been to like a couple of live TV tapings here in LA because they're, I don't know, I like to be in the taping. I don't like to watch the taping. I find them really boring and like, uh, I'd rather be in it. But um, I went to, when I was on the TV show, Work It, <laughs> the old classic Work It. What is Work It? It lasted for, it was an ABC show. It lasted for three episodes and they were like, yank. Um, it was that show that came out like five or six years ago. It was a, like a modern day bosom, bosom buddies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, the guys in it were dressing in drag to try to get back in the workforce after having, after losing their jobs. And it was like, oh. no one in the office knew they were ladies, but these were like, <laughs> come on. What is this? It was so it was, I don't want to say it was bad, but it got pulled after three episodes. I was on it, so I was thrilled to be, I had a small part on it. So I was like, yay. I'm At the time, it was the best show in the world. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, I will pimp the show till I die. It's my favorite show. Um, but I just remember the night of the taping, um, I had done my part and I was kind of hanging out watching the audience coordinator. And man, he was really sticky. And like the show was going on way longer than I think what they thought it was going to be. So this poor guy was like passing out candy, like his business card, like everything to try to like keep this audience that had been there for seven hours. Oh, yeah. I've I've definitely run into those lengthy times. You just got to learn how to stretch. Music is a huge component as far as just keep playing the right music to keep people in the right mood. You've got to do dance contests, impressions. Yeah. You got to sing. You got to, you know, you, you, oh, there are there are things that I do where like I know if I've got two minutes or five minutes on a TV break, mm-hmm. I can do something as simple as like, all right, who traveled from really far away, and that gets everybody focused on who's well. I, I'm further away than you. No, I came all the way in from so and so. It comes yeah. a competition of where are you from, where are you from. Meanwhile, they forget that they're doing something behind me on stage. Yeah. So a lot of time it's just how long can you distract them and then go, all right, back into show mode. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Do you prefer doing sitcoms cause I, or do you prefer doing like the reality competition I shows? Can't, I, can't you've done seen, what? I can't break into sitcoms. Really? That's like the top shelf of What are you doing up. now? What shows are you doing? I'm now? doing uh, The Real. Day, oh, okay. Daytime yeah. talk yeah, show yeah, The Real yeah. on the WB. And it's a lot of fun, like five minority females mm-hmm. and the audience comes in 
and it's different than any other audience I've ever done. I bet you they are sassy. I turn it on. I'm like, hey, girl, how you doing? What's <laughs> up? You shady. What's up, girl? Hey, okay, don't do this. All right. Like I get into all of that. You get to just play and have fun. I like. I can. I get this audience. I bet ro- they're like, who is this white boy? We like him. Exactly. They're like, hey. Oh, you can dance. Okay. <laughs> I had this one lady. She goes, Jay, I'll eat you up. <laughs> I was like, cool. How hungry are you? Yeah, right. Let's do it. But like I've watched, I love watching like uh, minority females faces change from mm-hmm. who's this guy to, oh, he cool. Oh, right. we like him. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, he cool. <laughs> so you do the reel and do you do that every day or is it? It's a- uh, the regular schedule is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, two shows a day, sometimes a third show mm-hmm. on the Wednesday. Okay. And it's on the WB lot. We're right next to Ellen. Oh, okay, nice. Which is completely different. Like, Ellen is like yeah. Indiana. Yeah. It's her yeah. audience. Like, middle America. Which is so funny because she's so liberal and like, yeah. you know, big old lesbian and open about it. And it's so funny that like all these Midwesterners are like, I just love Ellen. My, even my mom's <laughs> the same way. She's like, ah, oh, she's just the cutest. She's the cutest. And I'm like, ma, she, Okay. I, I guess you like what you like. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool that she has transcended that way. Did you also do like Dancing with the Stars? Oh yeah, Dancing with Stars, American Idol, America's Got Talent. Uh, Are they all? They all have different vibes. I'm sure, depending on uh, oh yeah the type of show. Like some of the best shows that I worked on, like uh, I didn't ex- exactly like the show X Factor mm-hmm. with Simon Cowell and Mario yeah. Lopez is actually solid. Never diss Mario Lopez. That guy, Never. holy cow pro that guy's a pro really yeah i've heard people like i don't like mario he never stumbles what's not to like he's so watchable i think people just something like to hate Jealous. on him because yeah. they're like what's slater doing on e oh but he's so great he's so good and he's so pretty but i was working on x factor and sometimes when they take the shows on the road mm-hmm. they'll get the warm-up guys to go on the road because mm-hmm. like we were in greensboro north carolina and they don't have any union warm-up guys Oh. in greensboro so i was on the road doing a show called the next on the cw with like yeah. gloria estefan mm-hmm. and joe jonas and is that still on no i did one season i was and gonna then say it didn't work did it yeah. <sighs> probably the warm-up guy probably. yeah <laughs> well i was on the road doing that and they were like hey can you get to greensboro and mm-hmm. i was like yeah sure the audience in greensboro north carolina was probably the best tv audience i have ever dealt with were they just so excited it was unbelievable it was like 3500 people whoa and they don't get a lot of entertainment like this (laughs) in greensboro they can watch it on tv but actually seeing it in person so it was like one of the craziest audiences ever 3500 people we had 3500 there and then we did one in long island at the nassau coliseum where the islanders Mm-hmm. Used to play hockey. They don't play hockey there anymore. And it was the same thing. 3,500 screaming teenage girls from Long Island, Brooklyn, Queens. like Wow. And they were so ecstatic. I think it might have been partially because Britney was doing it at the time. Oh, yeah. So it was Britney and Demi. For sure. So like that whole dynamic, like that's an easy crowd to handle. But you have to know how to wrangle it in so it doesn't get out of hand. Yeah, because I'd imagine that it would be easy at one point if the crowd gets a little too worked up to like bring them back into the focus yeah. of the show. One of my favorite things in the world, and this is like a high five to any other warm-up guy, is when a producer says, hey, the audience is too rowdy. Oh, oh thank you. Thank yeah. you. <sighs> Nailed it. Do you want to... Um, no, you're not an actor, right? Or Yeah. You do act too? Yeah. So is this sort of something you're doing like... Um, to help pay the bills until you act or is this like in addition to acting it's it's definitely in addition to okay. um when i got out here 15 years ago definitely came out with acting aspirations mm-hmm. but uh you know how hard it is and mm-hmm. you know how hard it is to uh to tune your craft and take the classes and pay for the classes oh and yeah so the headshots and the casting workshops everything and so now that i've been on the hustle for 15 years and i've got a nice little cushion mm-hmm. now i'm looking into taking the right acting classes working with the right people yeah, yeah and yeah. i feel like personally i have more life experience to draw from mm-hmm. i have m- more chops just in general like yeah. i don't get nervous at auditions anymore i used to roll into an audition was super nervous like are they gonna like me are they gonna like me now i roll in give them what i got and then at the end i go how'd i do yeah do i have a shot at this what do you think <laughs> And sometimes people are thrown off like, well, that's kind of weird. But sometimes people are like, actually, you did very well. So 
be on the lookout for this, you know, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like I feel more like uh, I'm 38 now, mm-hmm. and so I feel a lot more just confident overall. Yeah. So now I can start taking the classes and. Well, a lot of it too, I think, comes from performing in front of 3,500 people, oh, and yeah. you know, and performing in front of groups every day and every week, uh, giving you the instant feedback. And you're more confident in your stand-up now too, right? Oh yeah. Did I mean, you have? I, did you like learn how to craft a joke? Did you go take like a a, a comedy class, or did you just sort of? I I definitely stories. spent times in clubs, not as much as Justine Marino. Mm-hmm. Like she's like a, somebody I definitely respect in the comedy world, as mm-hmm. far as like putting in the groundwork. She's at the clubs every night, two three clubs a night, and you right. know this. Like for years, she was doing this. Yep. And her hard work pays off for that. I don't have the I don't have the patience to hang out in comedy clubs yeah. with comedians all night because they're always constantly putting their material on you, and I'm like, can we just have a conversation? <laughs> Honestly, that's a that's part of the reason why too why I have not pursued stand up as much as I would like to. People ask me a lot, like, "Oh, do you do stand up?" And I've done it and I've tried it, mm-hmm. but I, I think if I had tried it twenty years ago, I would have maybe been more into it. But now I'm like, all right, I can either sit and watch Downton Abbey, <laughs> or and I could go up yeah. to Flappers and like you know try to I see. Got, if I got to catch up on House of Cards know. or watch. <gasps> Some good comedians and some bad comedians. Too. Right. So it's like, eh, yeah. you know, but the people who really love it and who truly are, are yeah. gifted at it, I think are there. And, you know, I've I've fallen into a role in stand up that a lot of comics don't like. Um, I like to be the host. Oh, yeah. So for the shows, a lot of times I would love that, too. So I uh, I feel like there's a lot less stress on the host because you still get to come out as the host of a show do like a 20 minute 15 minute yeah. whatever you get to open it up and then yeah. if somebody's not that good in the middle of the show you do a few more minutes of time bring the crowd back in i like that challenge of why don't oh, comedians like to do that that seems to be like it would a be lot of comics like to just do their set and then get off oh and go do something else but i like to be that guy that's like hey we're gonna have a good time tonight this is who i am let's have fun let me bring up my first funny friend mm-hmm. and then throughout the night it's my favorite thing is uh because I've seen the exact opposite. I've seen people that are like, oh, cool, the host is back. Oh, like, oh, here he comes. This is cool. Because they know I'm going to have like a quick one-liner or right, something right, right. that might, I might riff off of what somebody else was just talking about or something like that. But I've seen other hosts where people, the comic will be done, and I've seen the audience go, oh, here comes this guy again. <laughs> and that's the worst. Like, I've yeah. seen some of the worst hosts, and I blame that on like the promoters and the guys who own the clubs, because a lot of times... It's like just, their buddy or something. They'll just put somebody up. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't have I can't afford anybody. Mm-hmm. So I can't pay a host, so I'll just put this guy up there. Do hosts get paid? I feel like oh, nobody yeah. in comedy gets paid. Oh yeah. Well, at first when you're doing stand up, a lot of it is bringer shows. Oh yeah, we have to like bring if people. You got to bring people to get stage time. Mm-hmm. And that gets old fast with your friends cuz they're like, "How many f- shows I heard these jokes right. last week? Like how, how many times do I have to go to your show?" Right. At one point I had Justine Marino's set memorized. Memorized, yeah. Cuz I went to all of her shows. Yeah. Wait, there's a Krispy Kreme in Burbank? What? <laughs> blah blah blah, you look like Steven Tyler. <laughs> yes. But like uh I remember at first when Justine started, I was there like one of her first shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was always bringing cupcakes. Yeah. So she was the that cute was the new girl with, with cupcakes. cupcakes. And Ooh. all the guys were like, holy. Yeah. Whoa, like, this is different. You can say shit, Jay. It's totally cool. Oh, I never know. All right. You totally can. I like to keep it squeaky clean. Oh, cute. Sometimes. I don't. I swear. Anybody who listens to the show can tell you I swear <laughs> more than what should be legal. It's bad. But I uh, for, for the stand-up stuff, I just uh, I only do it a few times a month. Because I'm doing so Just much warm up that well, like, I mean, yeah, the last the last thing I want to do after a three show day is go do stand up comedy somewhere at night. I think my thing is it's like I I don't want to go and do three minutes of something like that. I to go and park and you oh know, yeah, in yeah, LA, yeah, it's a commitment. I don't want to go and do that for three minutes of stage yeah. time, and I know that that's the work you have to put in if stand up is what you love and what you yeah. want to do. I just don't know if, if it's what I love. I enjoy yeah. it. The few times I've done it, it's fun. But I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't have the passion like for the, it. Uh, with, with the warm-up, like I'm doing this talk show, The Real, right now. Mm-hmm. That's 170 episodes in seven months. That's crazy. So I look at that as I have 170 opportunities to yeah. do warm-up slash stand-up. And you're not, as I say, and you're not doing um, a five-minute set, though, no, right? I'm, I, I get, I get what, to... half an hour, 20 minutes? Well, it depends because sometimes we'll take a commercial break and it's mm-hmm. a, a one-minute break and then we're back. But yeah. sometimes it's 20 minutes. 
Yeah. And I'm never told how long the break's going to be. Yeah. So I just have to ebb and flow and adjust and keep an eye on the stage manager, keep an eye on the camera guys. Like I just keep talking and keep looking back. Is there a little back. bit of improv in there too? Oh, done? 100%. Have you taken improv? No. But do you want to? I actually run improv classes. Oh, you do? Where are you uh, teaching improv? Um, I'm not teaching in school. Like uh, the LA Kings and the LA Galaxy, um, every year they have auditions for their promotional team. Oh, okay. So they have me come in and run like improv games to get people's personalities out and blah, blah, blah. And all I did was go on Google and look up top 10 improv games. Oh, yeah. And so I just run them. And people are like, you're an amazing improver. And I'm like, I'm improving this yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm improvising this I'm improvising right class. now. Because I, uh, I got a bad taste for improv when I first moved out here. Mm-hmm. I just met some people that were improv actors. Yeah. And uh, I, got, I, met, I was talking to a girl at a bar one night, and she's like, what do you do? I was like, oh, I'm a stand-up comedian. And the guy next to her was like, yeah, well, I'm an improv comedian. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, what, what, where are your shows at? What do you do? He's like, oh, I got one next month. I go, oh, you mean like this month or next month? No, 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 next month. I go, do you make any money at that? Because he's trying to get in this conversation. And uh-huh. be like, an improv guy is better than stand-up. He's trying to make me look bad for this girl. So I was just like, do you do you make any money? He goes, do you? I go, yeah, I made $400 tonight doing my stand-up set. Uh-huh. Oh. I go, do you make money at improv? He goes, no, no, not really. And I go, well, then what do you do to make money? He goes, well, I'm a waiter. I go, well, then you should probably tell people you're a waiter, not an improv actor. <laughs> And I, what a dick, yeah, Jay. And I was, what a dick you are. But he turned around and walked away. And this girl was like, that guy's a jerk. I go, I know. What was he See, trying to I would have thought you were being the jerk. I, but here's the deal, though. Good for you. Oh, yeah. Laying it down. Uh, but but still, look at you being like, listen, I make money. No, improvi- yeah. no improv person makes money. Well, I had, one, one, I had a bow tie on one night. Mm-hmm. And this guy tried to heckle me. And, and he, was like, he was like, hey, Pee Wee Herman wants his bow tie back. Why, what and he heckled me from the crowd. And I go, hey, do you get laid? Because I do wearing bow ties. <laughs> Thank you. What's wrong with people? Thank you very I don't much. <laughs> What's, I don't understand hecklers at comedy clubs. Like, I don't know what makes people think they yeah. can go. I think because heckling has maybe transcended what it originally started off was just drunk people yelling. And now it's like, oh, I'm going to be a heckler. Yeah. And see if I can get in the comedian's head. I think people want to make like an, a viral impact too. Like, sure. oh my God, yeah, check this out. I was heckling at somebody's comedy show and it made it on YouTube or something, yeah. you know? No, totally. I think that's a big part of it now too, is people just want to um, rattle a comedian, see if they can get like a tweet out of it or, you know, some kind of fame. Oh, yeah. We're all looking for fame here. <laughs> um, we're all searching. No, for fame. we're all looking for a popularity contest. It's uh, how many followers do you have? How many followers do you have? Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. How many people are following you Here's on this? Here's the deal, though. With followers, all of it is a big bunch of BS because anybody can buy followers. Right. So. I mean, that to me is not an indicator necessarily. Wait, what's it going to cost me to have you to follow me? I already do follow you. I'm just kidding. I was going to say, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I do. Are you I'm following not, me on eHarmony? Because that's it. my best profile. Oh, is that the one you get the most likes on? Your, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Your match. That yeah. and blackpeoplemeet.com. Black people meet. Irish Mocha. That's my meat. That's my handle. Gross. Irish Mocha. <laughs> Irish Mocha. I'm down with the swirl. Um, I used to call you Jay Flatley, Lord of the Dance. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I've officially cut it to J Flats. I started my own company now, J Flats Inc. Oh, really? Yeah. So, what does your company do? Uh, all around entertainment, everything from uh, ho- uh, providing hosting services to DJing mm-hmm. and um, aerial photography with my drone. And um, I actually added a karaoke system to the DJing part. Are you doing the DJ part? Yeah. Yeah. So you come out. Are you talking like? Spinning records and turntables, like, the whole thing. Please like, welcome Mr. and Mrs. Or ah, whatever. Well, here's something I added to the repertoire as well. I am now an ordained minister and I've performed a wedding. Wow, look at you. Some, a couple of Kings fans. Uh, do you have ADD? Do you feel like you just can't pick one thing? Do this, do that. That's what my girlfriend says. You got to just focus on one thing. Yeah, you have like, like 20 things that you're doing. But I, I, you know, last year I turned in 19 W2s on my taxes. Wow. So that's just, that was a slow year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But why do you think that is? Like, what motivates you to want to do so many things? You think you have that creative side? Because I know for me, I have a lot of ideas that'll pop into my head, and I'm like, oh, I want to do this now and do this. But then I don't actually do them. Well, I, over the last couple of years, I started to follow through on those ideas. Like, I want to do this, and then just do it. Yeah. 
And it also comes along with like, if you can obtain financial stability, you can do things. Because a lot of people, it's just the struggle to hustle, the hustle, the hustle, the hustle. What what can I get? What can I get? But like, uh, if you manage to find a job that, like I do the the real talk show, it's three days a week. Mm -hmm. So that leaves me four days a week to work on my stuff. If I'm not doing a Kings game or something like that. So that's actually cool. If you can find a job that, would normally take all week, but you do it in three days. It gives you the rest of the time to, because I have a crazy ideas all the time, and I'll just now I start making them. Do you ever want to write and do the writing side of this? this um, biz? I've tried, and I don't know if it's because my brain is so hot wired, and I I don't know if I have the patience to sit down and write it all. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've wrote I wrote about, I'm really good at writing shorts. I don't think I can write features or like episodic. I don't, I mean, who knows? Uh, it's a certain kind of beast I have found, like writing for TV shows or especially movies. Cause I can write sketches like crazy. Sure. Anything longer than that. And I start to go la la la, or I start to question like, is this funny? What did I say earlier? Like it's yeah. writing is a big challenge. Like I wrote, I wrote a sketch the other day. Um, are you a game of Thrones fan? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, sitting with my girlfriend and I got her hooked on it to where she's like Wikipediaing like, is Jon Snow really dead? Does she like, go on the Game of Thrones Wikipedia? She's looking at all that. She's oh, nerding so out. Good. She's wording, She's nerding out now. She's like, oh, well, he's going to come back. I go, are you sure? She goes, yeah, the internet says it. And I was like, well, <laughs> don't believe everything you read on the internet. But I came up with he's this idea. He's coming back, Jay. Stop it. He's coming <laughs> yeah. back. So the idea, and I ordered all the props off of Amazon so that I'm going to film it now. I'm, I always motivate myself if I actually buy the stuff for it. And I'm going to do a sketch where you see this guy is carving those little mm-hmm. like giant chess piece markers that they use. Yeah. And all the kings have a big map, and they keep moving the pieces around. Like, here's where the Starks are. Here's where the li- little Lion Lannisters are. Uh-huh. So this guy's carving a little wolf. And a guy comes in, and he's like, Rob Stark is dead. And the guy's like, Rob Stark is dead. They just ordered a hundred of these wolves. <laughs> Who in the seven L's is going to pay for this? <laughs> and I don't know why. You're just like, I need to film this. It came out of nowhere. So I ordered the, the little wolf pieces. I uh-huh. ordered some the, the, the flayed Bolton pieces. So yeah. they're right next to each other. And it's like, and I'm just going to have a guy wear a big, heavy, furry coat. And he's going to be carving a little wolf. <laughs> and the guy comes in and he goes, Rob Stark's dead. And he's all pissed off. And he's like, I, I got a hundred of these. Oh, my gosh. And he's also like, he's molding like the hand of the king. And he's like, whoever wears this is going to (laughs) die. You have to do that before it comes out in like March. April. Yeah. April. uh, April April 2nd or something. April for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Very exciting. Hey, I got to tell you from personal experience, Kinsa is the world's smartest thermometer. We've been using it every day in my house for the past couple of weeks because everybody's had some kind of bug. And Kinsa is great at remembering temperatures, symptoms, and medications, so I don't have to. It's a great tool to have in my toolbox, and I'm so glad I have it. Make sure you go and check it out see how Kinsa can work for you at KinsaHealth.com, the world's smartest thermometer. I love that show so much. I could seriously watch it. I, like, I, I I feel angry that they keep killing off all of the people that I love, except for um, Joffrey. I mean, like, he yeah. needed to go. That was, like, the best. Some of my friends got mad because I turned him on to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to check this out. And, like, my one buddy was like, uh, I thought we were friends. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, why would you introduce me to people that I love? And then they die. And then they just get You're slaughtered. You're a jerk. Spoiler alert for anyone who's listening. Everyone dies on Game yeah. of Thrones. I think I've seen... All five seasons, each episode at least three times. Oh, really? At so least you're three like times. Yeah. Hardcore fan. Yeah, and I've and I've read the first four books. Oh, I couldn't read the books. And they I'm in the middle of the chewy. fifth one, and I just I just can't. It's just so deep into that world that it's like I don't want to get stuck in there. I um, did you do like uh, Dungeons and Dragons type stuff when you were going? I up didn't or? do Dungeons and Dragons, and I never read like The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and all mm. that stuff. But just for some reason, this thing encapsulated me i was like this is awesome i love incest this show has (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) finally we got it out of you you can't watch this that's my barbara walters you can't you can't watch this with your mom (laughs) you cannot you cannot watch game of thrones with your mom you could but everyone might be a little uncomfortable there's there's homosexuality (laughs) there's incest there's rape there's murder there's it's it's 
I, the only time, I mean, I've seen a lot of like horrible stuff, but the only time that I think I even winced a little bit is when um, Sansa got raped basically by her husband and she was just like looking horrified and I was like, oh God, like why is there so much raping in this show? I, I was fine with all that until they burned the daughter at the stake. I oh, was like, yeah. oh man, really? God. Oh, yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler major. They spoiler burn alert. Sansa at the stake. No, it's the little wait, no. I'm oh, winking. Yeah. I'm mm. winking. He's winking. They burn Tyrion at the stake. I had a great uh. moment with uh you know how you tro- always try to remember like this is so and so, son of so and so from house so and so. Yeah. So I, I looked at my girlfriend, I go, Who's who's Tyrion's dad? And she goes, Mr. Lannister? <laughs> I was like, That's is awesome. she blonde? No. Okay. No, she's awesome. And okay. She's not listening, is she? I don't no, know. No, she probably won't. <laughs> she will now, though, because I'll tell her to. Yes, do it. Um, so talk to me about the Kings. Uh, tell me what's happening with the Kings, because you are basically the face of the Kings. Uh, There's well. no hockey players. <laughs> There's just Jake Blass. Uh, well, I'm in my eighth year of working as the in-arena host. So if you go to a game at Staples Center, I'm that dude on the Jumbotron. Uh, do you go with them when they travel, too? No, because they have in, uh, the hosts in other arenas. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That makes sense. But I do have aspirations to cover hockey and do broadcasting for sports. So that's another thing in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love to take on the challenge of being a play-by-play commentator for hockey because it's the hardest sport because it's continuously moving. And now you, when you say you're the in-house um, host, you're helping give away prizes. You're like meet and greets with fans and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I've been there so long now that like uh, when I first started, there was no host. Like it was an idea that I pitched like, hey, you, our team doesn't have a host. I would like to do this. Yeah. So when we fir- when I first started, the team wasn't that good. And I would like show up in a section and give stuff away. And then the other team would score and people would think I was bad luck. So I'd be like... Yo, Seacrest, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> they would call you Seacrest? Yeah, they, they, they didn't know my name. They just uh, say, who's this dude with a mic? You know, and they Well, just, I would imagine hockey fans are not, I, I don't know, they just seem a little more rough and tumble. Yeah. I well, guess. like they just assumed I was an entertainment guy and not a hockey fan. Uh, and I am a legit hockey and overall sports fan. Mm-hmm. So like it was not until like a bunch of fans like met me. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, he's actually a cool guy. Yeah. But like. Well, they used to yell Seacrest at me now, but they're just like, yo, Jay Flats, get the F out of the way. <laughs> and now now I'm like the selfie king of Staples Center because people love to take photos, but I like to make sure that I look good. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, let me get the phone and I'll do it. And I make sure that I look good. That's what Mindy Kaling did to me. I was on her show and she was like, um, hey, so do you want to take a selfie? And I was like, sure. sure. So she grabs my phone and like held it up at like the perfect angle. I look like a troll. <laughs> she looks amazing. And I realized as it was happening, I was like, no, I've lost control of my selfie. I, I'm really good at it. But yeah, I do like where I, I'll put it like vertical above our heads and make mm-hmm. all of us look up. Yeah. And it's like. So then everyone looks tiny and skinny. Everyody looks tiny. The jawline is Everyone looks gorgeous. Um, it seems like you have a lot of fun every time I've seen you there. And the fans have really. Yeah, one of my favorite games was when you, you were on the ice. Yes. That was so <laughs> awesome. I was terrible. Thank you, by the way, for. Uh, was it you and Chris were both on the ice? Or? I feel like we were both out there. Yeah. And he, I was terrible. I was like, oh, Jay's going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> I didn't realize how hard it is to actually swing a hockey stick and like hit a hockey puck. Oh, like, yeah. There's no definitely idea. finesse and skill involved in that. There is. It's a lot yeah. harder than it looks. And then to be skating around and having big giant dudes coming after you at the same time, like it's a hard sport. It's a rough sport. We, we had an amazing moment a couple weeks ago. Our PA announcer is this guy named Dave Joseph, and uh, he's a really funny guy, but he's in the booth in between the penalty boxes. You're not going to get to see his personality shine. Uh-huh. So one night we didn't have a contestant to shoot the Popcornopolis thing from Center Ice. If you make it from Center Ice, everybody in the building wins popcorn. And you didn't have a contestant and for we, we were supposed to have one, and uh, Bailey just pulled Dave out of the – we kind of set it up. Oh, but okay. that's how like, it looked as if, like, we forgot to have a contestant. Yeah. So he comes out, makes the first shot from close. We put him a little further away. He misses that one, makes the third one. But if he makes it from center ice, he wins free popcorn for everybody in the building. Oh, my gosh. So right before he takes the final shot, takes his jacket off, his suit jacket off, does a little stretch warm up, and he's a good hockey player, Mm -hmm. and uh, nails it, crushes it. Building goes crazy. Uh He celebrates by putting the stick on the ground, rubbing his hands over it as if the stick is on on fire. fire. 
and the whole building goes crazy. So we have those moments that are away from the actual game that entertain us. Yeah, yeah. The game is amazing. The Kings are a great team. It's a great organization. We've won two Stanley Cups in the last five years, and if the Kings play like they're playing now, very very strong possibility of winning it again. Are they doing really well right now? Because yeah. I want to go to another game. They they are currently 12 points ahead of the next team in their division, which they've never done in franchise history. They've never had a lead that big. Oh, wow. And how many more games is it until the... Um, we're almost at the halfway point, close to the All-Star game. So it's 82 games in a season. I think we've played 37 or 38 games. Jeez. Yeah. We have a, a game tonight, uh, depending on when this podcast goes out. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they, uh, they're playing very well mm. and it's a Do matter people of ask you constantly for tickets. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is the Kings, I think it's like 185 or more consecutive sellouts. Yeah. I was going to say, cause so when I first moved out. here, nobody went to the Kings games really. I mean, it oh, was yeah. like, you know, I remember Ben Salisbury, our friend Ben Salisbury. Oh yeah. Yeah. He would like have so many tickets to get anyway, away tickets? and anyway, nobody want would tickets? want them. Chris and I would take them and we would go because yeah. I actually like to watch hockey. I think it's a lot more fun to watch in person as like oh, a lot absolutely. of sports are. Um, but now everybody goes to the games and it's like, where'd all these people come from? Yeah. Well, like, we can't, uh, I'm not paying $200 to go to a Kings game. People used to be ticket snobs. Yeah. I used to have, like I would get a 10 pack of tickets at six 30, the day, the day of the game. Mm-hmm. And I would just start texting people. Hey, I have tickets for tonight. Who wants them? Who wants them? And people would go, well, where are they? <gasps> like, where are the seats? Yeah. Rude. And now people are like, I'll take anything you got. I'll sit way up in the top row of the 300s. I don't even care. Like, That's a very that's very L.A., though. Like, people being oh, like, yeah. well, where, where well, are they? close. <laughs> but now people don't understand the concept of a sellout. Yeah. They see tickets available on StubHub. Yeah. But those are tickets that have already been paid for that people are trying to resell on StubHub. I've always wondered about that because you see something is sold out and then you go to the like an, an AXS or Ticketmaster or something and yeah. they have tickets available, but they're like crazy expensive. Yeah. Well, that's uh, somebody's paid for those seats. Mm. So I've got friends that are like, yo, do you get discount tickets for the Kings game? Uh, it's The games are all sold out. So you get a discount. Uh, there's no tickets available. Yeah. But you get a hookup, right? No. They don't have just like one seat off to the side. That's for Jay's fr- <laughs> That's for Jay's friend. I'll try to work that in my deal <laughs> next year. Can I get one ticket? Two of these right by the ice. Can I just get one ticket? Is it better to sit, do you think, in the middle of the ice or like on the end? Um, This is actually a topic that Kings fans love to discuss. Really? Yes, because... Uh, some people love being up in the 300s because you get the full the scope full, of the yeah, ice. Like, some people love it up there. Like Some people like to sit center ice, 300s, row one. You have an unobstructed view of the entire, of the entire ice. ice yeah. Some people love being down low by the glass where you hear the banging, where you f- you're right on top of the player. Some people love that aspect. Yeah. I think if I were a season ticket holder, I would sit at the top of like the the 100 mm-hmm. levels like not at the bottom by the glass but like at the top of the section where it's just above the glass where the glass is just yeah, above your sure eyes above the glass so i can still see the ice mm-hmm. um and i wouldn't necessarily want to be on the end but i kind of like there being an angle some people like dead center left right like a tennis match yeah 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 but i kind of like being a little bit off on yeah. the corner and get like a longer view at it yeah but i'm always surprised by how many people are looking straight up at the screen. It's so hard not to watch the screen. Like I, w- they do the Lakers games there too, yep. and all that. And we, I will find myself watching the video, and then I'm like, "What am I doing? It's here live in front of me. Why don't I watch the game?" But yeah. it's just that we're all so used to watching it on TV that when you're actually at a live sporting event, uh, it's just easier to watch the the monitor. Well, I uh, I was in Dallas and I went to a Dallas Cowboys game, mm-hmm. and they have oh, like I bet that was fun. They have a gigantic screen i've heard it's like bigger than yeah. my apartment <laughs> and uh demarco murray had a touchdown run and i look down in front of me and i'm like oh my god he's about to touchdown i'm watching the play on the field but 10 20 30 rows in front of me everybody's head is looking up at this giant monitor and watching it and i'm like it's happening in front of you live but everyone's looking at everyone's it on the watching screen. the monitor yeah because it's just it's 
what we're all used to, yeah. you know, it's, and it's a little easier to see maybe yeah. than the little guy on the field that's running. And I, I don't think I would pay, uh, I don't think I'd spend a lot of money on going to live sports myself. Yeah. Like, I'll go, I'll, I'll pay to watch hockey because I love. See, that's sport. what I can't justify. I would love to go see more Dodgers games, but when you're talking about thirty bucks for parking, right? You know, hundred bucks for the tickets, and now we have to buy one for Channing too. So it's like all unless we're sitting in the in the nosebleed sections. Um, uh, same thing with the Kings games. Like you're looking at like a hundred, two hundred bucks to go to a game. I don't know how people afford it unless they have some no some knowledge of discounts that I don't. But I well, would I, love to go to more sporting events. I think for some people, like uh, some people drink. Some people smoke. Mm-hmm. That's where their money goes. Yeah. Some people love sports so much. That's their vice. That's what they spend their few grand on a year. That's what they save up for. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I see families. Yeah. Like five, six people. Like, yeah, there'll be <laughs> mom, dad, four kids, and they go to every game. Maybe their season. How much do you think it costs to get season tickets for like a Kings game? Well, it's it's a wide variety. It's it's anywhere from a few thousand to several thousand. And is that? Do you pick your seats? Yeah, I mean the this, like your section or something. The season ticket holder base has gone up substantially since yeah. you win a couple of championships. Uh, mm. There used to be this thing, and I think they do it on a much smaller scale now. It used to be a thing called select a seat, where you would walk into Staples Center and whatever seats were available for purchase for the season would have like a piece of paper on it so you would literally walk into the building and be like i'm in section 109 row 12 seat eight but seats one and two on the aisle have come available Ooh, honey let's switch and go to the aisle seats oh so you don't have to climb over people and they don't do that anymore uh well i think now it's it's they're all sold out they're all sold out like i there's on a regular game there's eighteen thousand plus on a sellout. It's like 18,320. Crazy. And I think, and I'm not accurate, don't quote me if anybody from the Kings is listening. Uh, <laughs> I think we're up to like 15,000 seats are season ticket holders. So on any given night, there's only a few thousand tickets available for general just purchase. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Which is which is remarkable here, but like if you want to go to Toronto, mm-hmm. every single seat, even though the Toronto Maple Leafs are a horrible team and <laughs> every single seat is sold out. Because every it's just what, it's single the seat. national sport it's in the Canada. The national sport of Canada, like you can go anywhere from Edmonton to Calgary to Montreal, they're going to sell out every single night no matter who's playing. That's amazing. I bet you up there at they're just like the hockey stars are just like gods. Oh, they're absolutely. Cuz here, I don't know that I could tell you the name of any of the hockey players is there like a someone with a K whose last name starts with a K Kopitar okay that one Andre Kopitar yeah I know their names they're familiar to me but I couldn't like name them offhand I still enjoy going to watch them and but can you name Dodgers Dodger players there's a Puig 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 did you say Puig (laughs) there's a Puig that's Puig. Like, it's spelt that way, Puig. You cannot ask me names of teams because that's yeah, when Puig. I start getting really girly and saying stupid things like, oh, oh. kick a touchdown. Um, <laughs> although I know about sports. I just don't know um, team members necessarily yeah. unless they've been in the news or committed some crime. Um, and then I've had to write about them at work. But um, <laughs> yes, uh, I know Puig. Puig. Yes, Yasiel Puig. Because uh, it's, it looks like Pug. And yeah. that's, I always remember that. What, one of my favorite things I've done uh, twice over the last year is uh, I've been on Going Rogan with Fred oh, yeah. Rogan. When I go on there, um, it's it's nice that I don't have to just talk Kings. I love the Kings. It's great working for the Kings. But I do have opinions about other sports. So it's cool to talk about you know the possibility of the NFL coming to L.A. We were talking about, you know, could Yasiel Puig be considered an MVP one day? Mm-hmm. You know, and because uh, you're an overall sports fan, like yeah. Overall, say. I mean, I'm a sports center first thing in the morning kind of guy, yeah. And uh, uh, we could never date Jay, we can never no. be together because I cannot. We don't do we are not a sports yeah. house, we like the Oklahoma State Cowboys, <laughs> okay. And bless their hearts, they've had a really dumpy end to their season that made me sad. Well, you know how they say, like, oh, is there one that you is there a girl that you let get away? It's Heather Brooker, I know it's it's you, I know. uh, no, but it. I was. I was in I was in Boston and um, uh, a girlfriend of mine rolls over in the morning and she goes gross. Girlfriend of mine rolls okay. over in the morning and she goes gross. That's gross. <laughs> she rolls over and goes, "Do you mind if we turn on Sports Center? I want to see how the Celtics did last night." And I was like, 
I should have just asked her to marry me right there. I know. <laughs> right like, there and be like, oh. I love you. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Now we really hope your girlfriend isn't listening yeah, to, she, this, yeah, yeah, to this show. Um, so close. So close. So close. <laughs> That's an inside joke. You won't get it. I don't care. I'll say so it with close. you anyway. Yo, so are you being are you being dirty on my podcast? So I mean, it's close. totally fine. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, I think you're amazed tits. I think you know that. I've always what word is that? Amazed tits. Uh, you know, I've <laughs> feel free to use that at your next Kings game. What was the word you said before we started the podcast? Fairfully or something? Or would you? Lurfly. Lurfly. What is that? Uh, it's it's lovely, but for some reason I say lurfly. I don't know why. Lur. It's lurfly. You're a nerd. <laughs> I'm a total nerd. Lurfly. How long have we been talking? Two hours? Um, It's been about two hours. I don't want you to miss the Kings game. Oh, yeah. no. I'm I- obviously going to have to go in and edit out all of your profanity and inappropriateness. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell me, finally, first of all, how excited are you that we're still friends? Oh, it's uh, it's been on my bucket list to contact and, I know. and uh, hug it out. I know. And <laughs> just come and visit. Um, I do want to come see you sometime when you do, like, if you do a show at Flappers. Okay. But it better be more than, like, five minutes. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually not uh, that impressed with the, the people over at Flappers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll diss them a little bit. Um, oh, scandal. I went into their, like, um, like they, ha- they like, audition people there, you know? Yeah. Like, and um, they said, uh, hey, you know, if, if, uh, if we like you, we'll send you an email and tell you about an upcoming show that we'd like you to be in. Okay. And if you're not available, just let us know. You know, so I went in and auditioned that day. I got an email like, hey, can you do this show Friday? And I responded with, I can't do this show Friday, but, you know, I would like to do shows in the future. And that was months ago and they never contacted me. So it was like they gave me one shot and I said no. And they're like, "Okay, whatever. Oh, well, maybe you sort of fell off their radar accidentally or Uh, maybe I shouldn't have. Because I think that they got I feel like they have so many people coming in every week trying to you know, but yeah, you're right. That's weird. Right. But I mean, like, uh, you know, I don't want to sound arrogant, but like if you're, they were looking for like one of the things you're auditioning for is hosts. Mm-hmm. They want yeah hosts. And so I just, you know, throw the credits out there. I do this, 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 and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's great. That's great. We'd love to have you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it just huh. drops off the radar. Somebody so. dropped the ball. Is what so it I'll have like. to go back and revisit and go, hey, remember me? Remember? I'm a big damn deal. Hey. I'm a big DD. <laughs> Feel free to use that and Lurfly. Um, Lurfly. I know you already have like a huge social media presence, but I always like to wrap up the show by telling people where they can find you and follow you uh, and all your brilliance. Um, well, I, I just started a YouTube channel called Downtown Flats. Oh, nice. So I'm posting stuff on there. I just posted a fun uh, drone video from Redondo Beach the other day. Um, but I'm always posting stuff. Oh, I saw that. I think I saw that on your Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, almost done with a short film using a few tour guides okay. that are in it. Kevin Brooks and um, Joanna and Daniel Hackman. They're all currently. I don't know any of those people. They're on the roster. They're yeah. tour guides. Uh, but they're in it. It's a little short film about three guys that uh, all propose using the same 10 cheesy proposal lines. And they have three completely different outcomes. Oh. It's called Before I Met You. Okay. I love so it. So that's going to be the next... Uh, that's my next festival thing. I wrote it, produced it. So, uh, yeah, another hat that you're wearing. Yeah, another hat. And I'm in it. All right. And I'm in As it. As you should be. Yeah. So, are you also, you periscope a lot, too. Periscope's I addictive. was periscoping, but yeah. I lost interest for some reason. I don't know well, why. Well, I think because unless you're, I don't know, it's a... Um, like you got to have your phone in your hand if, you're, if people yeah. are following you. Yeah, um, and also if you're following other people, I just felt like for me, I was getting a lot of like notifications of constant, you know, things that were constantly happening, and I was like, ah, it's too much. So yeah, I, like I, I, I envy my girlfriend because she has no online presence, yeah. no Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram. But like for what we do, we have to, have to. promote. You yeah. have to mm-hmm. put it out there. But like I'm almost at like ten thousand Instagrammers. Mm-hmm. I got to like ninety nine eighty. Yeah. And I was like, so close. And then I lost 75 people overnight or something. And I was like, how does post? that happen? Dick pic. But I don't think it was, I don't think it was a dick pic. Um, because I actually take Polaroids, put them in an envelope, and mail them to you. Because oh, you're never going to forget my so dick pic. you have pic. a hard copy. Yes, you have a hard copy <laughs> of my dick pic. It's so very I, antiquated. Yeah. 
I take the Polaroid, I shake it out, I put it in an envelope, I I lick a stamp, put it on the envelope, send it through the U.S. Postal Service. So they have a dick pic and your DNA. Yes. So you you will remember... You will remember it. I love it. But like, I can't, I can't get into what all these kids are doing. Like, they're like, "Why aren't you on Snapchat?" And I'm like, "Cause I'm Snapchat, an adult." Snapchat, yeah. Cause I'm I an can't adult. Get into that. I've ch- I've checked it out, but I was like, "This seems complicated," and yeah. I'm old. I'm not. Facebook, gonna... Twitter, Instagram, at J A Y F L A T S. Everything is at J Flats. Right. Everyone go and find Jay. Although everyone who's listening probably already yeah. follows you. I mean, I, I think I like Instagram because it posts to the other two as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like I do like that aspect of Instagram. I wish you could do that on Facebook. And even my mom's on it. Ginger's on it. Ginger. Yeah. Ginger flatly. No, she's been married a few times, so oh. she's got a, a crazy long names. Polish last name that she <laughs> wished she could get changed. But you know how That's hard funny. it is to change your name these days. Yes, very um, difficult. But yeah, Ginger is my mom, and Marianne is my girlfriend. So I am. Oh Gil- I, my god! <laughs> I am so Gilligan. Cheesy and cute. I love it. I am it. Gilligan. You are totally Gilligan. Yeah. Or are you the professor? But I, Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I call Gin- Ginger my mom Ginger because uh, when you loan money to your parents, you can call them whatever you want. Oh. You don't have to. You're not obligated uh-huh. to call them mother nope. or mom or mama. Nope. or. Nope. You can call them whatever. first name basis. Yeah. I call my mom Barbara. You do? Yeah. But it's more just because I'm usually annoyed with her. Barbara, sit down. Oh. Barbara. Well, if I hear Jason Michael flatly get your ass in the house, ooh, I know Whoa. I'm in trouble. You know you're in big trouble. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Yeah, this is such a cute little room, too. Like, do you rent yeah. this out? No. Can I stay here? No, you cannot. Mm-mm. But there's a futon. There is a futon. It's there's very Marilyn luxurious. Monroe on the wall. I'd like to add a little ambience. There's babies. Are these all oh, your no. baby? Those are all my babies. Different stages? Different stages of Channing on the wall. Isn't she fresh? I do have to say um, it's adorable, mm-hmm. but it's, Uncle Nelson probably shouldn't have introduced <laughs> her to the <laughs> lean over with your booty and fart. I know. <laughs> Uncle Nelson taught her that, yeah. that now I'm ne- we'll never shake it. If you guys are still listening, when I first came in, <laughs> Heather's daughter Channing <laughs> stuck her booty at me and said <laughs> fart fart. And I was like, well, this is going to be a fun day. <laughs> I know. It's like... Oh, Nelson, why did you teach her that? He has no idea that she still does that. Um, but yeah, no, Channing, absolutely. She does all the time. She dances around and she'll put her butt in the face. She also likes, like, she's just very friendly gal, you know, yeah. for a two-year-old. She's like, hi, welcome to my house, you know. Do you, do you have a record I'm supposed to break, like, listeners of of your podcast? Like, is there like a, do you keep track of it? Like 15,000. You, you, you had a podcast that, that was listened 15,000 times? Yes. Wow. Or more. I don't know. It could go. I'm also an actor. Maybe I'm lying to you. Maybe it's 15. 15 total. <laughs> 15 total. Because I like a challenge. Like, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll put it out there and be like, oh, my God, you if guys, you, you it, have to listen to me and Brooker. If you do it, I will buy you tickets to a Kings game. Brooker and Flats <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> oh, that's a fun show. I'd watch that show. Brooker and like Flats. A little jingle. Or maybe a rap. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'd watch it. Thank you very much for coming in, Jay. I appreciate it. That was so hey, cool. you guys. If you want more information about Motherhood in Hollywood, go to motherhoodinhollywood.com. Follow me at MIH Podcast on Twitter. And you can also find me at Motherhood in Hollywood on Instagram and Facebook. Jay has been my guest today. Jay, thanks for coming to the show. Thank you for having me on your cast pod. (laughs) Bye, you guys. We'll see you next week. Mama funny. Balls. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like, Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. 